0: For a look back on today's match, this is the full time report with the voices of our Atlanta United, Mike Conti and Jason Longshore.
2: Today's game is brought to you by Equifax Mercedes Benz, the best or nothing, AT&T, more for your thing. That's our thing, The Home Depot, with more ways to help you take on your home projects delivered right to your door. The Home Depot, how doers get more done. Dunkin' Donuts, conquer the season with Dunkin's new Atlanta United Donuts, Piedmont Healthcare, and Ford.
0: The home for MLS in Atlanta. Sports Radio 929 The Game. Here's the voices of our Atlanta United, Mike Conti and Jason Longshore.
3: Welcome to the full-time report. Playing the role of Mike Conti. I'm Jason Longshore, and playing the other role is Jeff Lorenowitz. Hello, hello. Fun working with you tonight.
4: Yeah, I had a good time.
3: This was a, a weird game it had a very weird flow to it we'll have a lot to kind of break down in this full-time report
4: yeah yeah it it was a little strange we were saying you know first 15 was was dominated by the pressure of nyc the last 15 was dominated by the pressure of nyc and in the middle was atlanta united really kind of controlling a lot of the match um the pressure in the first 15 minutes by by new york was so good atlanta couldn't get out of their half but they end up scoring the goal on a, a nice turnover and a play by Arrujo. And then at the end, once Ronnie Dylan makes the subs, the game really changes. And Atlanta United was holding on and holding on. And you just felt like with the more minutes on the clock, they were eventually going to break. It was vital
3: for New York City to get something out of this. Falling out of the playoff race with a bad run of form and really struggling against their crosstown rivals, the New York Red Bulls. They needed to get something. They put everything they had in the middle of the table at the end of this match, and they end up getting a bomb from Tor Aronson to rescue a point.
4: Yeah, and now they're sitting in, well, they're in eighth, tied with D.C. on points, who's in seventh. New York City with a goal differential of 11 as well. You know, you got to think if they win a few games, they've got some things working for them, and Atlanta United, they tie, and if they had won, they would have been in fifth, and they tie, they're in fifth, so... Maybe no harm, no foul for now, but we'll see how the rest of the games shake out.
3: Yeah, right now in the live table, Atlanta United does hold on to fifth. There's nobody else who can pass them at the moment. Columbus and Nashville are still underway. That's a draw at the moment, and Philadelphia is losing in Minnesota, so the table's still very tight. Atlanta really isn't harmed by giving up that goal, but maybe – harmed by not getting in to one of those home playoff spots
4: yeah the harm is in the psychology right how do the players go into the locker room I saw the face of George Bello walking off the field not happy Brad Guzan as he's kind of pulling off his tape looking a little dejected so yeah you look at the you look at the table you look at the standings probably not a lot of damage but you think potentially where, where's the mindset of the players coming out of this game
3: we'll hope to hear from Gonzalo Pineda here very shortly maybe in this first segment you will try not to miss anything from El Profe during the full time report but we do have to talk about the man of the match which is brought to you by Heineken has to be the goal scorer Marcelino Moreno right
4: yeah i, I think so he was very active and and scoring the goal is you know the most effective way to to put your stamp on a game and we're actually watching the highlight here of, of the goal. He does so well to take the shot early. Sean Johnson's not able to set his feet, and he actually scores it with his left foot. But his activity is, is very good. He's, he's oftentimes all over the field, which I think a lot of times is a good thing for Atlanta United, but it also begs some questions as who's going to fill in the holes when he moves into the wide spaces to get on the ball. But he scored the goal tonight, a very important goal, and his activity was, was very good for Atlanta tonight.
3: Yeah, a little bit of a, a weird one tonight with no Ezekiel Barco, no Joseph Martinez to start. Maybe at times it felt like Moreno and Luis Araujo were trying to fill the absences.
4: Yeah, well, it's two players trying to become three players, right? Two players trying to make up for the the loss of, of Ezekiel Barco. And it, it's just not possible because soccer on the field is a numbers game, right? You pull one player out of one space, then you have defenders worrying about less and and that's what often happened. Either they were pulling to the right side in the first half or even in the second half pulling to the right side. And and when they do that, if it's Arujo and, and Moreno in wide spaces, there's nobody in the middle to be dangerous.
3: And those two guys did put in a lot of work. They created five chances between them. Moreno led the team with three, won 10 of his 19 duels on the night. You know you're going to get that shift from Marcelino Moreno. He is our man of the match brought to you by Heineken. The Statistical Recap is brought to you by Piedmont, an official health care partner of Atlanta United. Very even game. When you look back at the numbers, it does feel like a draw. Possession shaded slightly to Atlanta with 54%. Shots dead even at 13. Atlanta had seven on target. New York City had four. We go a little bit deeper, passing 83% for Atlanta, 80% for New York City. Duels, Atlanta won that by five, 47 the numbers tell us it was even. I think the way the game felt was very even.
4: I, I think it was just because at the end, New York City put a cap on their pressure. If they hadn't, I think you say, okay, Atlanta did well. They hung on. We would probably be talking about how well they defended their box. But ultimately, it's, it's just a bad foul that, that gives away the goal. But y- you'd have to say it was, was a pretty even game overall I think the stats show that but if I walked into that Atlanta locker room right now I think they're saying man we should we should have won that one yeah
3: that's what I was going to ask you what is the vibe you know when you walk off the field in one like this where no matter kind of how you feel about it you give up a goal on a free kick very very late to drop points
4: yeah and that's the important thing and again that's that's the psychological side I was talking about is how do the players react to that I think I think they're really disappointed. I think it, it, you know, it's not only about the points. I'm sure they'll look at the standings and realize the things that we've already said, which is I guess it doesn't really hurt us that much. But you start to question a few things, you know, you start to say, well, you know, can we hang on to it or or, or what do we want to what do we need to do better down the stretch because if you're going to go into the playoffs and expect to to play away from home and and pull out performances where you're just soaking up pressure like that, it's just not going to happen.
3: After a game like this, is it a good thing or a bad thing that they have a full week off they don't play this weekend
4: Uh, I think it's a great thing I think it's a great thing Uh, I you know you're allowed a break take the breaks when you can take the rest when you can because it's going to be full go after that and the last four games are so important. And it's funny it, when you when you're a player, you talk all season long: playoffs, 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 playoffs. Oh, we're going to get in the playoffs. We're going to get in the playoffs. And and the amazing thing is, the playoffs can be over in 90 minutes. Mm-hmm. And and I remember that in 2017, it was like, oh my god, what a great year! We're doing so well. Oh my gosh, we're hosting a playoff game. And then before you know it, you know, I myself miss a penalty, but w- you know, we lose that game. And then it's like, oh, it's over. Playoffs are done. And so, you know going back to your question you take the break when you can you you get the relief you ice yourself you get joseph healthy um and then you focus for the last four games in the playoffs
3: yeah four games that are going to come very very fast starting next wednesday here at home as Inter-Miami comes to town, Inter-Miami found some goals tonight. They got to win over Toronto.
4: Yeah, and, and nothing nothing is a given in the league, you know, <laughs> nothing at all. I mean, we had games last year in, in 2020 with Miami at home where it felt like we got to win this game, we got to win this game, and it was almost like, well, we're going to win this game, and then we didn't, and then we didn't qualify for the playoffs, and, you know, Miami sneaks in. so. There are no givens. Even that Toronto game is a bogey game. How many times have we seen Toronto here late in the year at Mercedes-Benz Stadium playing spoiler? And then the one I'm always thinking about right now is the NY, uh, sorry, New York Red Bulls game away at Rebel Arena.
3: Let's go down to the interview room. Gonzalo Pineda has just stepped up to the podium.
5: As we lost two points. Simple.
6: That's it. Okay.
3: There's, it did feel like a strange game, though. Like they, NYCFC had a, a good first twelve minutes, 12, 15 minutes. Uh, the goal just completely deflated them, and you guys took control, but you couldn't put the team away. Is, is that is that frustrating for, for the players and for the staff
4: to know that a you know, two nothing the two nothing scoreline ends this game?
5: Yes, it is very frustrating very frustrating because i I felt the same that after the first you know the first wave the first five ten minutes uh we were better we were connecting our passes we were good in possession we were disrupting their pressure their high pressure we're getting behind what frustrates me is that we have the chances or have chances to Put the game away to just score the second one. Or a couple chances in the se- in the first half, especially where we can pick the right pass, the right movement, and and we can get the second one. And then we just control the game again, and maybe we we'll go for the third one. But something happens that we score the goal, and then we want to do a little extra touch, extra dribbling, extra passing, extra whatever, and we are not clinical, and, and that cost us to, tonight because in those moments where we are dominating the game, we have to make sure that we score the goals. Um, so, so that's why I'm frustrating because the last 20, 25 minutes, I felt that you know, once uh, Santi went down, uh, we lost control of the game. We lost control of the tempo. When Santi was on the field, I felt that we were in control of everything. Uh, then that happens. They adjust to credit for them. Uh, and then they scored the goal in the last minute, which is very frustrating for us.
0: I wanted to
3: ask you about, about Santi. Just
5: what was the what was the issue that he was having that caused him to be removed from the game? So he he had a knock, I think, and in, in one of the corners, and then he told me that he was he was struggling at running, so then uh, I, I had to make a decision.
2: Did you think
4: at one point you could protect the?
3: They made changes too and it was clear that they brought on players to attack. They had to, but did you feel like maybe it was enough to just kind of get on
2: with the game and end this at one Nothing.
5: Yeah, I felt that even, you know, when we, when I brought Ivarra, it was just man for man, it was just Santi for Ivarra. The shape didn't change and I still wanted to attack. I still wanted Luis and Marce having chances in the transition. Um, and uh, I think at some point, we were not creating enough chances in transition with those two. So I felt you know, the necessity of an extra midfielder because they, their adjustment released a lot of space for them in the middle of the park. So it was too hard for uh, Ibarra and uh, Amar, I think, no, Ibarra and Rosero to shift over properly because there were big gaps in the midfield. So I did the adjustment to bring Amar to play almost 5-3-1-1. Uh, But and I felt that we were solid defensively. I mean, we didn't give up any clear chance or something. It was just more wide free kicks, corners, but no clear chances. And then the goal in the set piece obviously happened.
3: You can hear the frustration in Gonzalo Pineda's voice. We'll come back to break that down, hopefully hear from another player. If you guys have questions out there, you can tweet them at us. I would give you Jeff Lorenowitz's Twitter handle, he doesn't have one, you're going to have to tweet him at me, at Longshoe, and at the station at 92.9 The Game. We'll get into those before we're done with the full-time report we'll be right back after this why why
1: if you why? have t-mobile 5g home internet you might be hearing this why a lot why every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours why why because your network gives priority to cell phone users why, why? good question why not switch to cox internet with two times faster download speeds than t-mobile 5g home internet during peak hours okay stop the whys and visit cox.com 5g home for details t-mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion
0: Back back, back to the full-time report. The home for our Atlanta United is Sports Radio 92.9 The Game.
3: Welcome back to the full-time report. 1-1 between Atlanta United and NYCFC this evening at the Benz. Jeff Lorenowitz and me, Jason Longshore, breaking everything down. Jeff, i got to pick your brain on what Gonzalo Pineda had to say. It's the most frustrated I've ever heard him.
4: Yeah, and he's still talking. You know, it's almost like you got your friend at the mic and you're saying, "Come on, let's go." And he's saying, "I got another I got something else to say." Um yeah, lo- lots of frustration. I mean, w- we said it off of the air and you talked about the importance of Sosa coming off the field. Um I think he was f- fairly quiet by his standards tonight. Yeah, However, I agree. when you pull off all the players in the middle of the field, it just creates a shift, you know, and and it's hard to to really recover and and get your bearings in a game, especially so late when you're soaking up so much pressure. But it sounded like he had to go off, and they just didn't recover.
3: Yeah, I think even on nights like this where Sosa's not as influential as he is at times, his presence is. He's just somebody that you can count on.
4: Yeah, it definitely. It, it, it's mostly just about movements, right? Defensively, I know he's going to be there. Miles Robinson, Alan Franco, um, Anton Walks are looking and saying, I know that Santi's going to be there. Um, when they go off, even though you know the players that are coming on, you don't know their tendencies as well, and especially you don't know their tendencies off of each other.
3: Yeah, you saw Alan Franco get more aggressive when Sosa was out, stepping into that space.
4: Yeah, and, and that's – certainly part of the plan for nyc laid on is to to move those three defenders for atlanta united and there was so many balls coming into the box and we were saying if they had escaped we would have said wow that was really great defending um and they they hung on and they did so well as a team but ended up not being to to be um the first comment we heard from coach was, we lost two points tonight mm-hmm. um and you know maybe without a game for a little while you can be frustrated and air, you know air that frustration. If they had a game in a few days, I think he'd be a little calmer. But um, yeah, it's a tough one tonight.
3: Let's go back down to the interview room. Mateus you at the microphone.
6: Yeah, I think that
7: um, after the goal, um, our rhythm went went down a little bit, uh, but this is normal in football. Um, we are home. Obviously não é o result we want it uh but we would learn a lot from this game and and fix those little details that we have to fix for the next game. O que é little things? Que qual são no, só esos pequeños detalles, que você crê?
6: Não, não entendi. Os
7: lo, los pequenos erros que que você crê?
6: Acho que falta de comunicação, a gente pecou também é, a gente sabia que o time deles era um time que é muito perigoso ofensivamente. Creio eu creio que a gente poderia controlar um pouco mais de jogo em relação a manter mais um poste de bola no nosso campo, no campo dos caras também. E creio que se a gente pecou alguns detalhes, a gente mudou um pouco o nosso jogo, né? De começamos a fazer um pouco de bolas longas, que não é nosso forte. Mas creio isso que é normal, falhamos, mas bola para frente, a gente está com a cabeça boa e estamos pensando no próximo jogo, a gente corrigir esses detalhes.
7: Just controlling the tempo, uh, we could have the ball a little more in, in our half. Obviamente, el otro team es muy fuerte físicamente y muy dangerecho, así que tenemos que aprender de eso y justamente lo mejor es la próxima vez. ¿Por qué le cuesta a este equipo controlar los partidos? O sea, ¿Cuál es la es algo mentalidad, es algo de experiencia o es una combinación
5: de rival, experiencia y quizá una falta de, de experiencia? Y,
6: se talvez seja assim uma falta de experiência uma falta de comunicação também é, mas é normal a gente errar né todos os jogos cada jogo é um jogo diferente uma intensidade diferente é, nós sabíamos que era um jogo duro é, a gente se pre- preparou bastante mas não saiu do jeito que a gente queria e futebol é assim nem nem sempre sai do jeito como a gente quer mas a gente pode mudar o próximo jogo que é que é nosso principal objetivo agora
7: yeah, maybe it costs uh, us a little bit to close the games down and maintain the tempo, but we prepare for this game very, very much. Um, this was a, a direct rival, a very strong rival, so we just got to be better, um, and maybe communication can be better, but we're just going to be better next game.
3: I want to talk about tempo and rhythm from Mateo Sosachu and in that part of the field, and you know it very well. That's really where it's dictated. Mateus felt like it kind of dropped off after Atlanta got the goal. How did you feel?
4: I I don't know. I think that that's like uh, really I'm disappointed because that's a a misconception. It wasn't about tempo and control because I I felt for a long stretch of the game they had tempo and control. I think what they're missing is uh, I'm not sure who asked the question, but it's really just pushing forward and putting the game away. Right, getting that second goal. I mean, I talked about it during the run of play. It's like, okay, they've got ball, they've got the ball, they've got possession. It's forced wide just because of the characteristics of their players. What they really need is possession that's forcing, forcing the the, the game, forcing the play toward goal to create opportunities and and put New York on their heels. New York was really just kind of defending, forcing them wide. Okay, have the ball in those spots, and I don't know. That's why it's slightly disappointing for me.
3: Very even game tonight, but we do have a few highlights for you, and let's get into those now. Atlanta United, after going through a lot of pressure early on from New York City, it was Marcelino Moreno who put Atlanta on the board, really against the run of play on a pass from Luis Araujo in the 17th minute. Araujo driving forward, has an option on the left. Moreno left-footed shot! Goal! Goal! Goal for Atlanta United! out of nowhere, Luis Araujo to Marcelino Moreno. That was your hot play of the match. For over 20 years, Scana Energy has made it easy for Georgians to receive the best natural gas rates and excellent customer service. Call 877-467-2262 to sign up today. Really felt like against the run of the play.
4: Yeah, and it was, it was a really good bit of play from Araujo, from and it, a lot of what he did well tonight was just really based on energy and timing of when he was stepping out to press and I, like we said 10-15 minutes into the game it was like oh boy they're under a lot of pressure how are they going to get out of this and really just in an instant he flipped switch and said I'm going to go pressure nicked the ball in midfield drove at the back line and, and laid Marcelino Moreno in and as I said earlier Marcy took it really early didn't let Sean Johnson set his feet took his left foot right in the side panel it was a good goal
3: Kind of similar in the second half. You talked about Atlanta needing to put the game away, how important that second goal is. George Bello nearly did in the second half.
4: Yeah, and that that was the... the Bello
3: plays it up the left side to Marcelino Moreno. It's taken away from him by Sands. Moreno wins it back, though, in the middle third. Picks out Kubo Torres. Torres able to spin away from Alfredo Morales. Nice footwork from Kubo Torres. George Bello into the 18. Shot off the crossbar by Bello.
4: Sorry, I'm still getting better at these <laughs> these <laughs> replays. But no, and, and that was that was the best moment of the game as well for Kubo Torres. He won the ball as you can hear from the from the replay off of Sands, who I thought had kind of a game where he was in and out and, and taking chances with the ball, but Kubo used his body really well, was able to spin out of pressure and played the ball right into the space that, that Sands had vacated and, and it puts George Bello on his left foot on the left side. He's not able to put it away. He drives it off the crossbar. That was that was the opportunity to, to really kind of Put the stake in that team and let them hang around, and it turns into a one-one
5: game.
3: That was the chance to end it, and with it not being ended, a foul from Amar Sadich led to a free kick opportunity for Goodmunder Torarson. A left-footed shot here is dangerous, but Maxi Morales is brilliant on these as well. Torarson lines it up, shot into the back of the net. What a free kick from Goodmunder Torarson, New York City, finally
4: gets on the board and it's 1-1
3: can't think of many free kicks that i've seen in this building that have been better
4: no it's set up perfectly for him on you know to brad's left side with a left-footed player just kind of curling it over the wall away from brad always moving kind of toward the the upper corner and it was really a brilliant free kick Um, disappointing disappointing to give away the foul so late in the game as well and And that's really what we heard in the voice of Gonzalo Pineda.
3: Speaking of Brad Gazan, he is at the podium podium right now.
8: So you can talk about, you know, wasting time. You could talk about, you know, whatever. So you've got to play the game, you know. You've got to go out and play the game. And, you know, those moments, you've got to be better, plain and simple.
3: Thornton's
4: free skate, was it it hard to pick up the wall and the place he put it and
2: everything?
8: Yeah, I mean, it's a good free kick. It's it's over the wall. It's bending away from me. Still got pace on it. Um, you know, from 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 those distances, those are probably shooters' distances where it's it's not too close. They can get it up and over, uh, and he does that with pace.
3: Brad, Brad, can you can you use this game as as kind of a learning opportunity with an you know knowing that you have important playoff games coming up? So I'm thinking about like in 2018 when you guys lost to Toronto
8: yep. pretty badly, right before yep. you went on and, and went on and made a run to win the MLS Cup? Yeah, but I mean, listen, let's not get ahead of ourselves. We've got four regular season games before we get to the playoffs, and we've got to take care of business there and, and make sure we find ourselves in the playoffs first and foremost. Um, but I hope so. I hope so we can learn this, use this as a learning learning moment. Um, I think we have to. You know, you you look at – you can go back to to a few games, but uh, yes, plain and simple. Yes, we have to use this as a learning moment, and and you know we'll address it. But listen, ultimately we got to move on because we can't change this result. We can't change what happened on the play. We can't change missing chances, you know, in the game. We've got to be able to move on, and we've got to be able to now turn our focus to Miami, who after tonight's result for them, they're they're going to be on the bit of a. You know a bit of an upswing and and have some confidence coming here and and that game's certainly not going to be easy and, and listen, we know there's no easy games in this league as it is
3: You called it you said Brad Kazan would draw the short straw and be up at the microphone. He was um How important is somebody like Brad after a result like this?
4: Yeah, he is he's super important. Um He's a guy that's been through it all and, and been through the ups and downs and um, and you know, tonight's a disappointing game. You can hear it in his voice. And like I said, when he was walking off the field, kind of pulling his tape off, it's it's like you can't really believe it. Um, but those are, the, those are the moments when you, you lean on your leaders. He's the captain of the team. And, and like I said, he's he's been through it all. But um, they've got a bit of time before the next game, time to regroup. Um, he was asked if this is kind of a, a learning moment. It, it definitely is. But it's also – A little kind of characteristic of the players at the moment and they're gonna have to make a shift mentally more than just like oh I need to do better it's like no you need to do different and better down the stretch
3: we'll see what lessons are learned when we're back here in a week Wednesday October 27th inner Miami comes to town for a 730 kickoff if you guys out there have questions for myself and for Jeff tweet them at me at long Shoe. tweet them at the station at 929 the game we'll be right back after this
2: this is tony Kornheiser's show i'm tony would you expect someone else
1: with more full-time report
0: on sports radio 92.9 the game
3: welcome back to mercedes-benz stadium 1-1 atlanta and new york city shared the spoils this evening we've talked about the scores from around the league let's jump into that a little bit because things got weird halftime it was pretty quiet all over the league
4: yeah it was it was Uh, i think that um it's funny i mean New England, huh? Sometimes <laughs> sometimes you just got it going, and, and, and they got it going. But, again, no harm, no foul for Atlanta United. But, yeah, some results out there that, that were interesting. So
3: let, let's start with D.C. and New England. It was scoreless at the break, five goals in the second half, and New England has three of them. It ends up with Gustavo Bow scoring the game winner. Ramon Avila scored one very late for D.C. to make it 3-2 but three goals for New England in the span of about 18 minutes uh, from Caicedo, from Buksa, and sorry, from uh, Carlos Heel.
4: Yeah, who, who are the three goal scorers from New, for New England? Buksa, Heel and Bo. Yeah, Buksa, Heel and Bo. Okay, so there are your three DPs. As the, as the league goes, if your DPs are performing, if mm-hmm. your DPs are p- producing – I think I have an idea of where your team's going to be in the table. And New England's a perfect example. They've got a great foundation, lots of American players in the back line, great goalkeeper, but those three up front are unstoppable. Three more games.
3: They're on 69 points right now. They're they're primed to break the all-time points record. Is this one of the best teams MLS has ever seen?
4: Well, I don't think it's going to stick out in the history books. as like, oh, man, you remember that New England team? But what they do is just win, you know? Mm-hmm. Just win, baby, right? I mean, they've got <laughs> – the best coach in MLS history, and they have, I would say, one of the best um, DP triumvirates up front in league history that just produce game after game.
3: When we last checked in in Central Florida, Chris Mueller had given Orlando a lead right before the halftime break. Rudy Camacho equalized for Montreal, and they shared points, one-one.
4: Yeah, I, you know, to be honest, I'm not convinced of either of those teams. You know, I, I, Orlando, okay, they're in a, a pretty good spot, but and it's certainly not a place you want to go to in the playoffs. But um, beatable team, I, I think that's the the group. Certainly, Orlando, where they're in they're in a certain spot right now, but I don't know where they're going to be toward the end, of, at the very end of the year. In games that we skipped
3: because they're not really affecting the playoff picture, uh, there were fireworks. Chicago 4-3 in Cincinnati. Robert Barrett scored two first-half goals. Chicago gets that win. Miami, who we will see in a week's time, just blitzed Toronto down in Fort Lauderdale. Three goals for the Herons. Federico Iguain with the first one. Christian McCoon with the second one. And an own goal from Eric Zavaleta. That gives Miami a little bit of momentum.
4: Yeah, definitely. We heard Brad Guzan bring that up, right? You know, And that's the psychology I'm talking about behind wins and losses and ties and dropped points. You've got an Atlanta United team that's feeling the frustration and, and has a week between now and, and Miami, and you have a Miami team that just won 3-0 at home. They uh, They're going to be feeling good about themselves in a week.
3: Other results before we get to your questions on social media. Minnesota held on to win 3-2 against Philadelphia. That one definitely helps atlanta united fc dallas ended up losing to los angeles fc 3-2 87th minute right now nashville and columbus traded goals a couple minutes apart that's 1-1 we'll give you that final before we finish up tonight la galaxy in houston 88th minute 3-0 lead colorado and seattle in the 60th minute scoreless portland has an early lead on the vancouver whitecaps in the 17th minute and kicking off in about 10 minutes san jose and austin you want to answer some questions from Twitter, Jeff?
4: Yeah. Yeah, let's do it. What's Twitter? <laughs>
3: <laughs> We're going to have to get you on Twitter or Instagram or TikTok or one of these, right? Yeah,
4: I think I'm a TikTok guy. Let's be honest. you yep. know. I mean,
3: Darren Eels is setting TikTok on fire right now. I think you could join that. Is he? Is he? That's well, what I hear.
4: I'll, I'll, I'll have to get on it and check it out. So
3: Robert Swick starts us off and says that is a loss draw in every sense of the phrase leading really controlling the game from the moment Moreno scored and kept NYC unable to create quality chances. But one late free kick for NYC and it's a single point for Atlanta. It it does feel like a loss.
4: Yeah, it does. I think I I, I agree with 33 percent of that tweet. Um, you know, I, it it's definitely dropped points for sure. JB United said, I didn't think we'd let
3: off the gas, but the Sadich sub sure did signal play for the one goal win. NYC just wanted it more in the last 10 minutes.
4: Yeah, I, I don't think it was about desire. I think it was really just about quality on the field. NYC, and, and that, that's really something you have to kind of point out. Um, the options on the bench for, for Ronnie Dyla versus the options on the bench for Gonzalo Pineda, right? I mean, obviously Pineda's protecting the lead. He he loses his, his holding midfielder through a knock that, that we heard about, but Ronnie Dyla did a really good job of pushing the right buttons, and he's got a lot of talent at his disposal.
3: Trombone Steve says, "I feel that we're great when we play our game. I also feel we need a better answer when the opponent sends the kitchen sink. Needed a second goal from someone, and though Moreno had enough contact for the PK, I think we saw a look of that that it didn't look like there was enough there. Entertaining night, but disappointing.
4: Yeah, yeah, I think that's all right. I, I mean, the playing our game thing. At at this moment." Uh, this kind of is Atlanta United playing their game, you know I think they're missing one player at, at tonight. We know who that player was, but they're missing that one spark going forward, that one sort of player with killer instinct to balance them out and uh, yeah, when you start making those subs and um, you know you can't blame it on a Mercedes at all, um, but yeah, it's it's the decisive foul and, and a great free kick. Last one from Shiva it says,
3: the last 15 minutes of the first half and first 20 of the second half, we were having fun playing soccer, felt like the second goal was coming. The subs seem to have disrupted our balance. A draw feels like it's
4: deserved. Well, draw draw definitely deserved for sure. Um, but you talk about the last 15 of the first half, first first 20 of the second half. I mean, it's not a joyride. You're not out there playing a possession game. You, You need to go out and you need to put the pedal to the metal and if you have possession go and score the goal prove to me that you know how to win the game via possession because you know the the first line that everyone looks at is the score line not the possession line so in those moments Atlanta united has to has to get that killer instinct and score the goal to to put the game out of reach yeah
3: one more really quick um from kevin from charlotte Thought Araujo played good, but wish he would drive at attackers more. Is that a little bit of what you're looking for to?
4: Yeah, I think so. I don't think he lacks for confidence in the attacking end. Like I said, he'll shoot from anywhere and pull up and, and, and try and make something happen. I thought he was really active tonight. Um, but it, it's it's just the balance. Where What locations on the field are the players playing in? And oftentimes it just feels like they're going one versus one, right? You have three attacking players up front. It was Kubo tonight. It's, it could be Joseph. But... And Moreno gets the ball. He goes 1v1. Arujo gets the ball. He goes 1v1. Um, There has to be more balance in the team. And, you know, I don't fault Arujo at all tonight.
3: Atlanta United would like to remind you that for each Atlanta United clean sheet this season, they will donate $2,000 to the Children's Health Care of Atlanta. This year's donation total could have been a little bit bigger today with just a couple more minutes left to hold in that clean sheet.
4: Yeah, yeah, could have been.
3: Didn't quite get there. Hopefully, we'll see that against Miami. We'll talk about that match coming up next week here from the Benz. Miami coming to town next Wednesday. We'll be back to preview that right after this. That
0: should be it. That is it. Full time. This
3: is the Full-Time Report.
0: On Sports Radio 92.9 The Game.
3: We all have very conflicted feelings about the 1-1 draw tonight. Atlanta United didn't dominate play, but they could have gotten three points, but they ultimately don't. The table... Doesn't really tilt away from Atlanta United because of the results tonight, and we're, we're keeping an eye on Nashville and Columbus. Do we have a final there? Yeah, it just went
4: final 1 1.
3: 1 1. They traded goals in a very short period of time, so that's another one that Atlanta United will take that result. Everything worked out pretty well on the board. It could have worked out better with three points, though.
4: Yeah, it could have. I think we were pretty spot on with our predictions of how it might go around the league tonight. One thing that we didn't predict was 3-0 for Miami, and then we also looked up who's their next game, and it's Cincinnati at home, so, um, yeah, a team before they come and roll into town that could be building some momentum.
3: You did point out something, though, that was very interesting, a short bench for Miami tonight.
4: Yeah, I, I thought that was really strange, only six players on the bench for um, Phil Neville's team, um, and it, Rodolfo Pizarro, one of those players on the bench, Blaze Matuidi as, as well, Um Maybe, as you said, maybe Phil's had enough of some players and he's just saying, I'm going to put a group out there that's willing to work. We've definitely heard of that before. Um, and tonight it, tonight it worked out. He had kind of hinted at that earlier in the season. Very
3: curious to see what the lineup looks like against Cincinnati on the weekend. But you're right. Miami has an opportunity to build some momentum. They are still alive in the playoff race. They're not mathematically eliminated. That game next Wednesday could be a game that they have to win to keep any hope alive won't be an easy one for atlanta united that will be next wednesday night Seven thirty is your kickoff time we will have the five stripes countdown starting at seven
4: it's a lot of fun tonight jeff thanks for hanging out with me i had a great time i had a great time and if you know kevin egan keeps doing wwf or whatever shifts everyone around Make sure you give me a call.
3: You know, if he gets in the ring at some point, he might be out on injury leave for a while.
4: That's true. You know he can't take some, somebody off the top rope, so I could be back in before I know it.
3: You got to stay ready. Jeff Lorenowicz. it was a lot of fun tonight hanging out with you. We'll be back in a week. Mike Conti will be back with me then. Thanks for joining us this evening on 92.9 The Game, 1-1 between Atlanta and NYC. Have a good evening, everybody.
2: How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas